Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dream Chasers Podcast. I got a very special guest on the line today. Talk about this, this guy. I met him when I was probably 16 years old. Got to see him for the first time, I think, playing the McDonald's All-American basketball game. It was an unbelievable sight to watch this guy. Met him in person in Indiana well, right after he got drafted. Seven-footer, could shoot the basketball, had unlimited upside. This guy was Kevin Durant before Kevin Durant was Kevin Durant. He's unbelievable. Watching him play and and kind of interacting and seeing, it, it really put a lot of stuff in perspective for me. I always, always thought I had a chance at playing pro and then seeing this guy do what he do as a seven-foot-two guard. I mean, it just it, – it, it would definitely – it definitely was a was – a, a head scratcher and, a, and an eye opener for me. This guy played for the Indiana Pacers and a couple other a couple other NBA teams, and is a, is a great friend of mine. Can you can you introduce yourself? Yes, Jonathan Bender. Uh, thanks for having me on, Harv. Thanks for all the kind words, brother. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, been on been on Bender since, like I said, I was about sixteen years old. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people remember the Pacers back then. I mean, this guy just was unbelievable. Great friend of mine. So let's go ahead with this with this interview. Tell me a little bit about your journey. Um, how you how you started playing basketball. Give me a little bit about that. Uh well, I started watching my uh, my brother would play when we were younger in a small town in Mississippi called Picayune. Wasn't much to do. Okay. We would put rims up on trees, play barefoot, <laughs> and anything, everything you can imagine, any and everything you can imagine. Right. And the game was free. It wasn't expensive. You get a basketball, you go out to a court and you play. Right. Right? So, you know, we had friends that played, and we would mess, I would mess around with the ball for a little bit. Then I saw my brother playing, and, you know, I had a nice little growth spurt. I started to grow, and right. that's what we did, dribble up and down the street with the basketball. That's where it all began. Right, right. So I, I guess I got the, the answer to my next question. Well, who influenced you? Yeah, I would say my brother. I didn't watch too much basketball. I watched Jordan every now and again, but I wasn't a, you know, one of those crazy, crazy fans. Right. I watched my brother. My brother was the toughest guy I've ever seen in my life. Right. And he played basketball and he played with a passion. And um, watching him and my friends would play. So if your friends are playing, you want you want to play too, right? Right, of course. So it's all competition. So we 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 will ball. I mean, that was like the neighborhood thing. You go to school and you ball. Right, right. So this podcast is is dedicated towards parents. So next question I'm going to ask is how did how did it, how do how did your parents play a role in uh in in your success? So when you say my success, you mean in the NBA or? In the Just NBA, in, uh, overall, overall, how did they how did they help mold you to get you? Let's let's just say how did they how did they help mold your mind to get you to a point where you were strong enough to go out and play against the best and dominate the way you did to get to the NBA. I think the the answer is sort of backwards okay. because my parents didn't get in the way. You know, my, my wow. father died before I even started playing. I was 12 years old. My father died, right? Wow, wow. Uh, my, my mother wasn't a big basketball guru. Um, she was working all right. day, every day. 
Right. So she didn't have time to get in my way and wow. tell me to do this or do that. She let me get out there and learn on my own, you know. Right. Get out there and get beat up on the court, you come back strong. If right. you don't come back, you know it's not for you. Right. You know, it's sort of like you're in the neighborhood and your friends, you know, you get around good pe- people that play better than you and, you know, you just your game just rises from there automatically because you're just playing against other guys that are, you know, better. Right. You know, I think that's where that's what kids get misconstrued now. They go to the court. Well, there's no more really going to the court. I don't see too many kids in the court. Right, definitely. You know, you need to get you need to, you need to get that that whooping. You need to get beat up a little bit on that court. Right. And to have your parent not there to save you is a good thing. Right. I would say. So staying out of the way, my parents never got in the way. Right. Right. And that's one of the things we talk about on this podcast. Parents, you take notes. I mean, this guy is a ex NBA uh, basketball player. I mean, one of one of the tougher guys that was in the NBA, and I mean his parents stayed out of the way. I mean, that's a, that's a big deal. That's something that uh, you can think, thinking of, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, ha- you gotta let your kids find their way. Sometimes you have to step back and let them spread their wings a little bit. When was the, when was the moment you knew you was league bound when you knew it was, it was, all right, I'm that guy. I know, I, I know where I'm going. Well, I had, a, I had some people around me that would, give me the inclination and say, Hey man, you have the, you have that talent, but you never really see it yourself. It's like, ah, oh, you know, right. Not really that big confirmation until I went to the all, um, um the McDonald's all American game. Okay. That kind of stamped everything from right. there. Right. Cause I was now able to measure myself against all the other guys who say they were the, were the best as well across the country. Right. And I used that stage. I say, Hey, this is my stage. It's like an artist. I'm going to get out here and I'm, I'm going to perform. Right. And I got out there and I performed to the best of my ability at the time, and my star was able to shine a little brighter. So right. that's when I asked your question. That's when I knew for sure right. uh, that I had something. Well, that was I, that was unbelievable. I remember, I remember watching the McDonald's All American Game, and it was this you know big tall kid out there. I mean, just serving up buckets to everybody, and it was like, oh, yeah. you, Pat, you broke, you broke who's? Didn't you break Michael Jordan's record or who's, Mike, who's record? Yeah, Mike those? Jordan. Mike Jordan record is still is still standing today. Yeah, his record was thirty points. He set when I was born in nineteen eighty one. That's when I was born. He set the record then, and I broke it um, with thirty one points. Wow. wow. In ninety in nineteen ninety nine. It's a big deal, man. That's a big deal. So tell me a little bit of, of how life was um, when you got to the NBA. How did, how did your life change? You had, you had, you was a, here, here comes this kid playing in high school, going straight from high school to a man's league. Uh, I would imagine you probably didn't have the most money and, and you went straight to the NBA. Tell me a little bit how that went. What was your, how did your life change? You know, tell me a little bit. Well, you got to understand how to have anything. You're right. just talking about a kid that came up, you know, filling a bag with, with cans out the ditch and taking it to the, you know, the, the refinery to get some money, cutting right. the hair and pulling right. the lawnmower, you know? Right. So getting there and you know, getting into a career straight from the jump and, you know, getting into a, a profession like that, you really got to understand that you know, it's a business. Right. It took a little while to understand that, but I think I was mature enough. Right. The play, the physicality of the play, my brother already had me prepare for that because I was playing against all the big boys 
from my neighborhood and the older guy. So I'd always played with them. So I was already ready right. for that. But for the business aspect, it took a little minute. Gotcha, but gotcha. eventually I was able to get a hold of it and understand that, look, this is a business. This is not college. This is not some sort of uh, just adult league. Right. This is the big boys. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And uh, you always, you always had a, a pretty much like a, uh, a hustle type mentality. You was, you was always going to, you was always going to reach your potential. I mean, that was, that was one of the things I admired about you the most. Next question was, how was, how is life immediately after, uh, after you left the NBA, how did you adapt? I mean, you hear all these stories about NBA players that made millions and hundreds of millions and they, and they came up broke. How, how did you, how did you adapt? How, how was your, uh, how did your life? How did your life change from going from being Jonathan Bender in the spotlight to now your regular Jonathan Bender trying to find out what you want to do in life? I think that you know that was a little tough because when you're so used to being in a certain, it's it's almost like a doctor, right? A doctor's been working his whole life and going to school to be a doctor, and when he gets mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And he gets there and he's a couple years in just getting his feet wet and someone comes and says, hey, you're not going to be a doctor anymore next month. Right. You know, that doctor is still going to get hit with that same blow. Mm-hmm. Right. And now you got to kind of start from scratch and figure it out. But me having the hustle mentality that I have, being able to watch my, my cousins at a young age, you know, push products that are, I wouldn't say illegal, you know, really legal at the time, (laughs) but I was able to see the hustle mentality. I was able to be around people who were doing it from a a legal standpoint with normal businesses Mm -hmm. and being able to just, you know, check out the landscape and start over really. That's really what you have to do because you're coming out of fairy tale land. It's, It's almost not real. Yeah. Because once it's, once it's over, it's like, you're never going into that atmosphere again and you're not owning anything you own you got to understand that you own your talent your talent is what you're selling right and that talent has um a shelf life that's unpredictable right but once it's gone you can't build another one it's done right right so you got to recreate yourself and reinvent so that wasn't hard the reinvention process i already i started that a couple years before i even stopped right but reinventing yourself and actually getting to the money are two separate things. So it took a little while, but uh, it was satisfying. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it was it was a little tough. I'm not even going to lie. Right, right. So what are you doing now? Now I I'm into uh, internet marketing. Okay. Uh, health products. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. That's what I love. Right. Wait, how's that going? Going well. I've been in the game, you know, developing products since 2008. So almost 11 years. Right. right? So I like it. I'm able to get a result. Uh, when you can get anything that's close to basketball, when you're a basketball player, you used to, you know, you just shoot a shot, you'll miss it. You can hurry up and get that ball and go and stand in the same spot and shoot it again. Right. And redeem yourself. Right. And, bi- and so many businesses, it's hard to do because the lessons you have to learn can take years to bounce back from. Right. But, you know, the good thing about the internet is and the good thing about sales is you can get a no, you can get four no's, but you can turn around and get five yes. Right. So you always have a chance to redeem yourself. And in the redemption, you're growing your business, you're growing your skills, and you're honing in your skills as well. Right, right. 
What is the what is the difference you see in sports now compared to when you played? Uh, internet. <laughs> Outside of that, guys are getting soft. I mean, the game is getting softer. Wow. Guys are still strong. Guys are actually stronger and right. bigger now, but the game has gotten soft. a little softer. Right. Uh, the rules have changed. Um, you know, you got seven-foot guys out there on the wing. Uh, right. Something I was doing back in 99 is the norm now. Right. And they're actually looking for that. And like I said, social media, the internet is changing things. things. Guys are becoming a little bit more conscious about their value right. and trying to really figure it out. Um, I see a lot of that now. Right. Wow. Wow. What advice would you give an upcoming athlete that shows some promise? Maybe a kid that's in college right now, maybe he's a freshman, freshman like a Zion Williamson. What would you give him? What advice would you give him? Take an internet marketing class immediately. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> right because away. Basketball is what it is. Basketball right. is what it is, right? You got to understand how can you benefit off of the value right. of your talent? You know, how can you take advantage of it? Right. And you can never take advantage of it if you don't know how to, how to build anything from scratch, if you don't know how to market yourself, if you don't know how to use the internet, which is not easy. It's not, I wouldn't say easy, but it's right there at your fingertips. And there's a lot of money to be made. And either you're going to make it or somebody's going to come and give you a little bit of money and make it off of you. Right. Right. I.E. endorsement. And that's where the game is kind of turning. People, guys are trying to figure it out because they're tired of the endorsement. They want to own something. Right. Right. They don't, but they don't know how to build it up themselves from scratch. Right. right. So understanding that, that can be a game changer. That can put a lot of companies uh, at risk and out of business. Right. Um, and they're scared of that because it's turning the corner. Right. Hopefully so, with this next generation. Yeah. So a lot, I, I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these guys that are going pro, you should be looking for what's your, what's the next step after basketball? You know, that ball is going to stop dribbling you be, at a certain yeah. point, you know. Yes, you got to know what I tell kids is you, you got to ask yourself what you want. Right. Most people don't know what they want and they've never been asked that question and they can't answer you when you ask them that. They give you some crazy question like, you know, I want to be a pro basketball player. No, what do you want? Right. Specifically, money wise, you know, everything, car wise, all that, all the fine details. Right. When you iron that out, you know, then you're, you, you have to kind of look within and find other skills that you have outside of basketball so you can build from there and let the basketball be more of a advertising billboard for you. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Man, what, um, what would you tell a parent that's going, I, I think I got the answer to this already, but what would you tell a parent that's going through this right now with their kid? Maybe a parent that hadn't played sports or doesn't know a whole bunch, kind of like your mom. If you had to go back and talk to your mom, what would you, what advice would you give her to give you? Uh, I think that, you know, first of all, every just because he's your son don't mean doesn't mean he's a star. Doesn't mean he's gonna make it anywhere. Right. So understand that just because they're hyping you up doesn't mean he's gonna make it anywhere. Right. Um, if he's good, he's good. They'll come get him wherever he is. Right. Doesn't need to go to some big school. They'll come you know, to the backyard and find you. That's excellent. That's what point. scouts are paid for. Right. Right. A lot, of, a lot of parents think they got to get their kids on a big stage and all that. Got to them, get them all of this media, and that's fine. But if you're good, they're going to come get you. Right. Right. Also, um, 
finding a good mentor, someone who's in the game that can help guide that kid, i.e. Uh, AAU coach or something like that, that's right. in the basketball game to help them, you know, to ask a good questions that they may have and just to help lead the way would be good. Understand right. that when people come to your kid, they come looking for your kid, it's a compliment. Right. Right. And nobody, it's always a trade off. Nobody's going to come help your kid without getting some, something out of it themselves. Mm-hmm. And also from a parent perspective, you know, know what you're, I would say don't, a lot of parents will try to piggyback off their kids and don't get me wrong. I'm sure all the parents love their kids. They love them to death. For sure. But understand that your kid is not a a ticket for you. Mm. Everybody needs to hold their own. Only Everybody is here. God put everybody here to provide something right. uh, uh, and to share your light. So make sure you're sharing your light and not trying to get his light to shine so you can ride on it. Right. That's a, r- a real bad thing. Uh, and that's what I would say. Gotcha. All right, man. Final thought. If you can go back to yourself as a rookie and give yourself one piece of advice, one piece of advice that possibly could have changed your life or one piece of advice that could have changed your course, you know, maybe when you retired or your, your course during your time in the NBA, what would that one piece of advice be? Um, I would say relax more. Mm-hmm. And find that other thing that you love to do and build a business around it right now. Wow. Right. Or find that other thing you love to do and start doing it right now. Cause everybody's wow. not an entrepreneur, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, start doing it just as hard as you're doing the basketball. Right. It's always going to be like a double standard. You know, you get into the NBA at my time. Mm-hmm. You can't say you were doing anything else. If you say anything about doing anything else, right. that kind of gave signs of you not giving your all to basketball. I think right. that's bull. Right. Right. So figure it out. Figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life and start doing it day one along with basketball and put as much effort in it as right. possible. Right. I think you I think you can really use your your celebrity. You know, I mean, if you look at what LeBron's doing right now, I mean, a lot of people may not know what he's doing with, you know, he's looking at uh, producing film, and that, that might have been a good reason why he went to L.A., but you want to use your celebrity as best as possible. Once you once you leave the game, yeah. I would imagine, you know, you're kind of <laughs> – your resources kind of dry up a little bit. But while you're yeah, in- but LeBron hmm? – LeBron is a tough example. That's like one out of, you know – Yeah, oh, for sure. It's kind of – yeah, it's kind of a tough example, but – Right. If you can hunt, if you can, if you have a hustle mentality, if you can keep that hustle, right, and you can start on day one and kind of figure it out and not spend money. Right. A lot of athletes think you got to spend a bunch of money to do stuff. Right. A lot of stuff that 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 ends up big starts off small. Of course. And learn it yourself. You know, don't don't you know, don't give anybody else money to buy into what they're doing, so you can float around or you can hang on and not learn anything. Start something from scratch. Right. And make it profitable, and go from there. Well, you heard it here first. That's what I would do. You heard it here first, man. Thank you, JB. Thanks for thanks for coming on Dream Chasers podcast. Um, like I said, longtime friend, 
And we really appreciate you taking this time. No doubt. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Take care. And hey, we'll talk to you all soon. Thank you.